Nuclear. Now is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. It's 2020. The Olympics are this year. It's an election year. The spirit of competition is all around us. Uh, We thought we'd have a little bit of our own. The first possibly annual place name showdown extravaganza. I have a long list of place names from around the world, probably 20 or 21 or so. And we are going to go through these. I am going to pronounce them, and Kathy and Ross are going to tell us uh, on the honor system whether or not they got these place names correct as well throughout their lives, I suppose, as they've pronounced them. And we're going to keep score. We're going to see who gets the most by the end, and uh, this should be fun. Uh, I'm I'm ready to get going. How about you guys? We're ready to go. Yes, we're prepared to humiliate ourselves. Yes, <laughs> all of us. <laughs> Hopefully you more than me. All right. Uh, we will start with what is a Spanish island in the Mediterranean. Uh, it's spelled I-B-I-Z-A. This is Ibiza, sort of a T-H sound rather than a Z. It is not Ibiza. It's Ibiza. Okay. Kind of yes and kind of no. (laughs) This is one that actually sort of surprised us the more we dug into it. Because I don't know about Ross, but I, too, would have said Ibiza. I would have said Ibiza. Mm -hmm. I would have, too. Oh, God. But you're going to tell me this isn't right or it's kind of right? Kind of right. We uh, we actually, just before the podcast, we were going through YouTubes, listening to people from the area pronounce the uh, the name of the island. First of all, you're right about the T-A, the Z, the Z sound as a T-H sound, if you're talking in Spanish. However, it does, it actually is a Catalonian island. So you might say to be really correct, we should say it as the Catalonians do. Now, here we go with that. Kathy, I think you did a better pronunciation of Catalan uh, Evita than Catalan, I did. Catalan, it's spelled E-I-V-I-S-S-A, not I-B-I-Z-A. So when you don't have the Z, it's not a th, it's an S again. You're going, so it's, it's, and it's not I, but it's also not E. <laughs> I think I'm going to kill myself here. It's Evita. Very good. Oh, right. With the with the sort of the it's kind of like a uh, sort of a V sound. Yeah. And it's it's a V, not a B. And it's 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 a, a softish S, not a th. And the E is not E, but it's also not I. It's a, it's it's kind of in between a uh and an E. <laughs> and this is why I'm moving to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> so this is if you're pronouncing it sort of in the Catalan way, right? Correct. The way you pronounce it in the Spanish way is correct for Spanish. And to be technical, the TH is not a the, it's a the. And as Kathy point, pointed out to me earlier, it's not a hard the, it's a softer the. So technically, it's a soft, unvoiced TH sound. Ibiza. You sort of swallow the th. And one thing that was sort of interesting when we looked at this word up is there are all sorts of myths as to how the Spanish got that TH sound. One, the most prominent being uh, King Ferdinand, a king of Spain, having a lisp. And then from there, it went into the language. And that's apparently completely untrue. But no one really knows why the Spaniards in Spain pronounce that Z as a TH. Although, interestingly enough, they don't in um, Latin America, where we learned our Spanish. 
And the reason they don't is because apparently a certain region of Spain, particularly in the Seville area or Sevilla, I guess it would be pronounced. They didn't <laughs> pronounce it that way. OK, so am I at least slightly justified in being annoyed throughout the entire episode of Veronica Mars that I watched where they said Ibiza over and over? Yes, you're correct to be annoyed. Well, it'd be worse if they said Ibiza. <laughs> yeah, frankly, <laughs> but <laughs> Definitely. I'm going to give us all... Uh, credit on that one. We all get that one right. Yes. And I, I just want to at one point, Kathy, the dangers of looking up stuff on the internet, Kathy found an internet site that said the correct pronunciation was Ibiza. Do you remember that, Kathy? Yes, I do. <laughs> so be careful out there. So anyway. The internet lies. It lies. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, a province in Thailand, it's the country's largest island. It's spelled P-H-U-K-E-T. I think we know how we would all wish this were pronounced, <laughs> but I believe it's Phuket. Very good. That's very good. Very good. Yeah, because you look at it and you think it's fuck it. I mean, you know, I, I mean, with a P-H. Right. Not, not anything else. But a PH um, in Thai, I can't do it. My granddaughter is half Thai, and she tr keeps trying to teach me Thai pronunciation and then gets hysterical when she hears me doing it. Um, a P, PH is more of a P in, mm -hmm. in Thai, even though it looks like pho, it's not a pho, it's a pu. And it's Phuket or Puget, I thought, too. Is that correct, Kathy, or not? Yes, the K could also be sort of like a guttural G. Okay, I know this for having been to Thailand, but I'm going to say I'm wrong because I didn't know it until I went to Thailand. I always pronounced it wrong, wrongly. So I'm going to give myself so did a, I. Uh, X. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to... Me too. Fletcher, you got this round. You as well, Kathy? You you also didn't get this one. I did not. Okay. I, I mean, I, I do now, but I, I must say, like, my knee-jerk thing is still... And to be honest with you, I would say Fouquet, which is even more That's horrible. Really <laughs> so I really would, sort of like J.C. Penney or something. Okay, so Fletcher's ahead of now, okay. We will stay at least in, in Asia, capital of China, B-E-I-J-I-N-G. I think... It's Beijing with with more of a j sound uh, rather than Beijing, which was what, what what a lot of people say. Am I right about that? You are right, Fletcher, and I'm very proud. You're of impressed you because most Americans say Beijing. There was an article, I believe, in some linguistics magazine that said Americans have this weird penchant for making everything sound slightly French when it's a foreign language, and we use the French j when we should use the Chinese j. So Fletcher, you're correct. Well, that's why I say Fouquet. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're right. It's, it's that French thing, yeah. <laughs> no, I've got to say, I would get this wrong. I would be one of those Americans who say Beijing, not Beijing. Okay. I've got to admit it. I knew it, but I took Chinese, Mandarin Chinese, so I knew it. I'm not sure that counts. Well, I guess it counts. That does count. It absolutely yeah. counts, yep. i got to say, I got curious about Peking does, or Peking, and I looked it up online because I was curious about Peking duck. And I found out it's still not usually called Beijing duck. It's still called usually Peking duck. I have a question about that, but it will come quite a bit later. But let's circle back around to that Peking duck, Peking duck. I don't, I don't actually know how you say that. I got Beijing, right? Um. Okay, you did. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> Jumping over to Africa, East Africa, a country, of course, we all know this one. However, since you've listed it on here, I'm, I guess I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, I will be. This has got to be one of those where even if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, it's okay to say it this way. I mean, the K-E-N-Y-A, Kenya. What what else is it? Okay, this is a horrible one. Kathy didn't even want to put this in. I insisted because I get this wrong 
for a horrible, I have no idea why. I would say, I used to say Kenya an awful lot. You should be ashamed. And there is no reason why. Apparently, old colonial settlers said Kenya a lot. And I'm wondering if I picked that up because I knew uh, British expats in the Middle East, ah. many of whom were from that area. And they must have said Kenya. I picked it up. Or maybe you watch too many like Pakasab movies. I guess so because it's wrong. No one, no one should say. There's some myth that it comes from um, Mount Kenya is called Kidanyaga or something. And someone said it used to be called Kidanyaga. So I looked up a uh, really angry um, Swahili and Bantu language linguist who unequivocally stated there is never any. There is not a long key sound in most languages from that area it's always at eh, and it should be kenya so i'm going to be incorrect fletcher is right kathy knows it was kenya too all right so so that's that that one's interesting um because because obviously as i said since you put it on here i assumed i was going to be the one that was wrong but you are <laughs> you kind of just took a hit there just just to inform us all uh, and, and i do kind of remember hearing people say kenya maybe in you know in the british colonial way maybe mm. in old movies or something that's what i'm thinking yeah that's what yeah. i'm picturing at least sort of like a guy with a mustache and a pith helmet well i picked it up and my wife last night was just wincing she goes how could you ever say that i do i've learned my lesson <laughs> uh headed over to australia um we are going to queensland which on the far east side of australia this is a city there b-r-i-s-b-a-n-e I was flying to Sydney one time and we had to stop in this city in order to get more gas because we were running out of gas. What was really horrible for a lot of people on the plane was that they were eventually headed to this city. However, they wouldn't let them off the plane because they had to fly to Sydney anyway and then catch their connector back to this city. So that's my only experience that's with sad. this city. Yeah. However, I know they at least say Brisbane. Yes. Very good. See, now I would say Brisbane. I, w I would be the ugly American there. What about you, Ross? I, a long time ago, there was this guy from there when I was with the embassy and he was selling um, Australian beer. So I know Brisbane. He's, I mean, the, the beer doesn't really enter into it, but he was from there and he would always talk about Brisbane. It makes sense, though, because, I mean, you think of Aussies and how they, because they, I know they say instead of um, Melbourne, they say Melbourne and Canberra is sort of like Canberra. It's 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 yeah. that very, very slangy, um, truncated thing. So it makes sense. But, yeah, I think automatically I would say Brisbane, which sounds so wrong to me now that I'm saying now it. Now it sounds hard. I don't hard. think I've ever said it. I mean, it, uh, it doesn't sound hip at all, Kathy. Come on. <laughs> I know. I'm so appalled with myself. <laughs> okay, boomer. You know? <laughs> so Kathy loses the world traveler one on that one. Yep. Fletcher and I move ahead. Okay. All right. The capital of Scotland, uh, E-D-I-N-B-U-R-G-H, is Edinburgh. That's kind of, yeah. It, it, from what I found, more Scots don't do burra it's more like bruh it's 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 more one syllable and it can be two syllables but it's very it's they're again short syllables so it's edinburgh or edinburgh all right it doesn't it's not uh does not rhyme with pittsburgh it's not edin edinburgh or edinburgh right yeah it's it's definitely the uh sound there at the end do i get credit since i put in too many syllables there you didn't some people do say with that bus symbol so i think you're okay all right i think it's fine i mean they tend to do it even shorter a lot of times I, what i had seen was a lot of scots will say embra i mean it's really again we go back to that that really short like like we've seen that certainly in, in um british english with uh 
you know, Featherstone Haw is Fenshaw and whatever. Right. So I think there's that that similarity, but don't tell them that. And to be fair, we can't really understand what Scottish people are saying in general anyway. Exactly. No. Ah. I want to throw something out there about that, though. <laughs> Apparently, Pittsburgh was founded by someone who had uh, either was a Scottish speaker or, I mean, a Scottish uh, resident or was familiar with Scottish. So there's some talk. I don't think it's probably true that Pittsburgh's ideal pronunciation a long time ago when it was found would have been something more like Edinburgh. Pittsburgh. I think we should start this. Oh, no. I don't know. The problem with a lot of these etymologies and background histories is you have no idea if they're true or not. But I like that idea. Pittsburgh. Okay, so we all get that one. The capital of American Samoa. Two words. It's the same two words. P-A-G-O. P-A-G-O. I am not 100% sure on this, but I believe it's Pongo Pongo. Whoa, you're wow. doing good. <laughs> Rolling so far, I don't think that's going to last. <laughs> you're absolutely correct. Um, there's a, S, a nasal N after A's. So it's, it's the thing is, Ross, you can go on about this because I remember you wrote about it and you're saying it wrong, the book. But um, yeah, well, there's one, there's some thought. And again, this is one of those wonderful stories that I hope is true, but may not be. That the uh, early missionaries, when they were first um, printing newspapers in Samoa, the Pango Pango is the capital of Samoa, where um, they ran out of ends because that ng sound is so common. So they just decided that the G without the N in front of it, as we would write in English, would stand for an ng sound. So it... So therefore, Pago Pago is whenever someone from that area looks at it, they see the G and they know it's an NG. I don't know if this oh, is wow. true or not. Well, that was weird because Tonga, which is nearby, was spelled Toga. Right. But it was but it was pronounced Tonga. <laughs> so I mean, you've got this whole thing. But they had more uh, they had more ends, I guess, in their basket of stuff too. Yeah, they added it. Yes. <laughs> they threw it in later. The uh, yeah, the Samoans have kept that end off, so it is Pango Pango, even though it's spelled Pago Pago. One thing I just want to say, though, as we go through this, we're doing it deliberately mixed up around the world. We're just whizzing around back and forth. But one question Kathy and I were talking about is like, why do we insist on, for example, pronouncing some capitals as they as the trying to approximate what people are talking, how they speak it? And then others like Paris or Munich, we don't say München or Paris when I go to Paris. I go you to Paris. don't? Cassis, I always say Munchen. Mr. Montreal. <laughs> I got Ross the other day for saying Montreal in a French accent. <laughs> He's never going to live that one down with me, t- I tell you. <laughs> but I do want to say right now, when we're talking about pronunciation, I think what we're striving for is basically generally accepted English foreign pronunciations of foreign places. So we have a generally yeah. accepted idea that we're going to call Paris, Paris and not Paris. We're going to call Egypt, Egypt and not the Arabic word, Masr. And, but yet we're going to call Pango, 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 Pango. So whatever. I mean, even though it's, sort of like Pago, a, it's, Pago. it's very fuzzy, but there is sort of a general idea of what you're supposed to call these late nations in English. Anyway, let's go on. We are going to South Africa, but not exactly. There's a country within South Africa. It's entirely within the borders of South Africa. Uh, Kingdom L-E-S-O-T-H-O. I believe it's Lesotho. You are correct. Very good. Right. Okay. Fletcher has it. I had it too. I I, I did not. I knew the T-H was a T, not a Th, but I was not sure about you. And I was making, I was leaning towards an O or sound. I was doing more like Lesotho. As in a DeSoto, the old car. That was my pronunciation. I'm sorry <laughs> and ashamed. 
Sticking around in, in Africa, over to Nigeria, though. Uh, this, I believe, the largest city in Nigeria, L-A-G-O-S. I want to say Lagos, but I think I've heard Lagos, and so I'm actually going to go with that long A, Lagos. The long A is right. You're correct. No, no, it's not really ghost, though. It's more Gus, isn't it? Lagos. Isn't it Lagos? Lagos, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so I'm going to deduct a point yeah, for no, half point. I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take the hit there. That's If I'm if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Lagos, okay. I was so busy on the A sound. You're right. It's Lagos, yes. But you can. I think you can say... Uh, in the Foreign Service, I always said Lagos. Lagos, actually. I, don't, I'm not, maybe I didn't pronounce it correctly either. The one interesting thing for here, though, beyond that, quickly getting rid of my bad pronunciation at the end, is that it, I didn't realize that it does come from the Portuguese uh, word Lagos. And for some reason, the um, pronunciation of the A changed from short to long. And the tendency for a lot of people, including me a long time ago, was to pronounce it as the city in Portugal. But I didn't know that it actually came from Portugal. I thought it was a, a it was a, a lang- an African language and the um, name came from that. Did you guys know that or not? No, no idea. Huh? No, I did not. I did not at all. And I also have to say that I, I'm going to take back the half point I deducted from Fletcher because I just checked and many people do say Lagos is uh, acceptable. Lagos. Lagos. Oh, good. Then right. I get it. I'll it. Okay, good. Yay. <laughs> On to Mexico. We are going to a, uh, it's a state in Mexico. I think it's also might be the capital city of that state. O-A-X-A-C-A. It's Oaxaca. Wow. Very good. You're completely correct. And it's interesting because the spelling of that, actually the O-A comes from the Spanish conquistadors who took a, uh, a Nahuatl uh, or Nahuatl, however they say it, a uh, word for a woman in wooded prominence in a valley covered with acacia trees called Huac. I can't pronounce it. And I also have to say, I got I wrote this in our book, but prior to writing it, I had I would say Oaxaca or something. I had no idea how to pronounce it. I'm with Ross. This is one that is, this is one of those words that whenever I've seen it, I panic and I just avoid it like like the Dickens. This is like you know how there are certain comedy. It's like when I see a Welsh name. I mean, I can't help it. I I look at this and I just think you know a city, <laughs> you know a city in Mexico, right. which will remain nameless. But yeah, you you got it right. When I even know it, Oaxaca, I have my mind doesn't want to do it. I do too. I'm the same way. Fletcher moves ahead. Here we go. On to the capital of Hungary. This is a city i would dearly love to visit my sister my sister yeah my sister um who lives in germany has been here on business many times and says it's just wonderful b-u-d-a-p-e-s-t i well the way i've always pronounced it is budapest um sort of like an s-h-t sound but i'm i will say that i'm not completely sure on that well you're correct it's budapest and now ross you knew this one right yes See, now, this is one, I knew the right answer, but I still say Budapest, and I don't know, and I know it's wrong, and I, I, I don't know why I keep saying it incorrectly. And I was there, and I said it wrong. Can I throw out a question for you, given that? Here's one I got wrong from that. The people who live in Budapest are called, in their language, M-A-G-Y-A-R. You guys know that, right? Oh, right, uh-huh. Right. How do you pronounce that? Why do you ask? <laughs> this isn't on the test, is it? No. No. This is an extra credit. So. Okay. I I saw it all over when we were there, and I would and 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 I know a few people from there who are this, 
And I know I'm going to say it wrong. Mygar? No. I, I never, I mean, I, I would have just said it the way it looks, Magyar, but uh, obviously that can't be right. No, apparently the G-Y sound, because I, I always thought it looked like Magyar or Magyar, but the G-Y mm-hmm. sound is an individual letter of Hungarian alphabet, and it's pronounced like we do a soft J sound. So I listened to it on thing, and it's sort of like... So it's like major? Major. 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 Something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get probably calls in now from native Hungarian speakers going, you're crazy. It doesn't sound like that at all. But that's what I read, and I listened to it on, on online, and it sounds sort of like major, major, something like that. I can't pronounce that's it, but it's not Magyar, which is very disappointing to me. I'm giving, I'm actually giving all of us credit on that one, uh, Kathy. Even you said you, you know the answer, even though you say it wrong. There are plenty of things that we say our own way when we know that it's not supposed to be pronounced that way. So I'm actually, Thank you, Fletcher. I'm giving that's you that point. That's very beneficent. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm known for. Okay, here we are, just over halfway through our list in this high-stakes competition. Who's going to take it? Well, you'll have to wait a couple weeks to find out. Yeah, that's right, we're going to milk the drama. But just to give you an idea of the state of things, the scores as they stand right now. Somehow, amazingly, I am currently in the lead with a clean 11 out of 11, which honestly is mostly due to some luck and some very generous judgment calls from Kathy and Ross. So I have to give them credit for um, giving me credit? Ross is sitting at eight points, Kathy right now trailing a bit at six. But listen, in the next round, there are some major pitfalls, including maybe the biggest doozy we've ever had on the show. So believe me when I say it's truly anyone's game. How about you? Where do you stand? Will you end up taking us all down? Come back in two weeks for the thrilling and possibly stunning conclusion to our place name showdown on You're Saying It Wrong. This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod or email me at powell at KMUW.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. The book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press, and you can find that and Kathy and Ross Petrus's most recent book, That Doesn't Mean What You Think It Means, at your local independent bookstore. Kathy and Ross have written a lot more. They've got a number of other things either coming out soon or in the works, and you can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back for part two in two weeks. <laughs>